You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic with Dr. Heidi, a toxic relationship specialist. Here, we bring hope, healing, and freedom to those who have been affected by toxic relationships and emotional abuse. Learn to not only recognize a red flag when you see one, but have the courage to choose yourself and move forward in a life that's free from toxic control of others. Living in an environment that's not healthy for you can cause this type of abuse to be accepted as normal. The truth is, it's not normal. It's toxic. Hey, everybody. Welcome me back. I'm back from vacation and in the middle of a disaster at the office, boxes and office supplies and crap that you would never even think you would have in an office. I think everybody should move their office every five years, just like we move our houses so we don't accumulate so much stuff. I actually left in the middle of the day today because I had to teach a class. But in the chaos of packing and moving everything, I had left my iPad at the house and I secretly there left Angela and my daughter to do a whole bunch of stuff that I got out of doing. But I didn't do that on purpose, but it was really relieving to get out of there because we've been in there packing up stuff and getting rid of stuff all day. And it was a little overwhelming. You know how it is when you move and you get to the last day and a half and you're looking at what's left going where's the biggest dumpster, right? And that's kind of where we are right now. And, you know, do you want to take this home or do you want to take this home? Nobody wants to take it home. So it was overwhelming. So I snuck out so that I could teach that class for one and I wanted to get a new podcast in. And part of the reason I want to do this is because it is a topic that I feel like is very essential right now. It's probably essential all the time, but essential right now because while I was gone, I had quite a few people messaging me. Now, people knew I was on vacation and everybody apologized. I know you're on vacation. I know you're busy. I'm sorry to take up your time. And you know, I was a little blessed because I was very high up in the mountains or very low in the valleys and I was very close to Yellowstone National Park. There's not a lot of service out there. So even if I wanted to help, people and give my opinion and try to work, I couldn't. But for those of you who were struggling while I was on vacation, I really started thinking about the topic for this podcast. And as I go through this uh, podcast, you guys know that there is an opportunity to book a consultation with me, a private full session. If you want to talk or ask me questions about your um, situation specifically, it is hard for me um, it's actually, I should say, it is easier for me to help you and to give you insight if I'm able to talk to you. Um, I get a ton of messages through Instagram and through the Coaching with Dr. Heidi Facebook page. We get emails all the time and that's fine, but it takes a long time for you to tell me your story and it takes a long time for me to type. You want to know why? I am a crappy typer, okay? I have Angela who is my admin, who is also an editor. And if I'm not dictating to her, I'm handing her a notebook in handwritten cursive for her to type for me. So um, 
when you're wanting to ask questions, I know that I have offered this several times on the podcast, podcast listeners, you have a 50OFF code to use to take $50 off the consultation. But for me to give you the best insight I can on your situation, it is much more effective for me to be able to speak with you on the phone. And even though I'd love to help every everybody for free and I'd love to type to everybody, there is not enough hours in the day for me to do that. So um, if, you know, and not that you can't message me, go ahead and message me and I'll get to it when I can. But uh, just so you know, you don't have to be a client um, or going through one of my programs to book a you can call it a consultation or a session with me um, and use the $50 off code because it's very much worth it for me to be able to give you a little bit of direction that I don't feel comfortable giving um, through a Facebook message only knowing a little bit about you. Now, there, we've had a couple situations while I was gone that were minor emergencies. And in that case, obviously, I have no problem jumping on the phone and just saying, let's think about this. But to those of you who think, oh, I'd really like to talk to her about this, or I'd really like to see what she thought about this, or I just got backed into a corner with this, maybe she can give me some options. Use the 50 off code because I love meeting all of you. And if I can, if I can just give you a little insight, it may, it may seem, um, I may be able to make the fight seem not so big. So you can book a consultation through the website and that 50 off code will work for the podcast listeners. So uh, make sure if you're struggling, you know I am happy to speak with you on the phone and the $50 off brings it down to $75 a session. So that is a good value also. Um, besides, it gives me a reason to sneak out of the whole moving process um, this week while we're getting things kind of wrapped up and onto the new life. Today, what I wanna talk about is um, more or less the word love. You know, the famous four letter L O V E you've been writing it since you were in first grade. I love da 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 with rainbows and hearts and flowers and all over your notebook, right? Love. We see love everywhere. We see hearts everywhere. We see all this stuff, but you know what, what is love? You know, and I'm not going to sit here and go, Oh, you don't love this person or, Oh, that person doesn't love you. But I want to use this time on the podcast to make you think because when you are in a toxic environment or you're in a toxic relationship or you were raised in a toxic environment or you have toxic friends, there is a certain amount of investment that you put into that relationship and being a good, kind, caring, loving, emotional person, you would like to have that good, caring, kind, loving, emotional stuff reciprocated, correct? And we as humans look for intimacy, right? We want to make connections with other people. So when we talk about love, I just want you to think about a few things. The three people over the course of the last week and a half um, in different stages of leaving toxic relationships feel like they are so in love with the toxic person. And again, I'm not telling you you're not, but the questions that come in read something like this. Why do I feel like I love someone who I know is not good for me? Or why do I miss them so much when they treated me badly? Why is it that I fall in love with the wrong type of person? 
Okay. And, you know, I'm going to present this as an intimate type scenario. But if it's a mother, if it's a father, if it's a sibling, if it's, it's kind of the same thing. We love our families. We love our close friends. So if you're in a situation that's not intimate, just listen to it because the same principles are going to apply. Why do I feel like I love someone who I know is not good for me? Okay, let's ask yourself this. What do you love? Get your pencils out. You know, I always wanted to be a teacher. That's what I wanted to do. So I love giving you homework. Get your pencils out. And what we're going to do with our pencils out is we are going to write down the things. Ask yourself, what do you love about that person? What is it that makes you feel like you're in love with that person? Okay, so right on the top. What do I love about that person? Your next assignment is make a list of, in the same exact sentence or same exact question, this listener's posted, why do I feel like I love someone who I know is not good for me? So your second homework list is make a list of why you feel like the person is not good for you. And then ask yourself, if I do go back because you love them so much, are you also prepared if they continue to be not good for you? Can you stay the rest of your life in a relationship with someone that you feel like you love and they're not good for you? Okay, so then comes the question. If it isn't really love, then why do I feel like I love this person so much? Well, why do we feel like we love them? Okay, I want to talk about a few things that may make you feel like you love somebody who is not healthy for you. And again, I'm not sitting over here telling you that you do or you don't love someone or someone does or doesn't love you. But when I get the question that says, why do I feel like I love somebody who is not healthy for me? There's a few different thought patterns that come to mind. And one of them is toxic people like to make you feel very unworthy. They criticize, they compare, they call you names, they belittle, they give you the silent treatment, they're disrespectful. So they make you feel unworthy. So what happens? We automatically strive to be worthy and we either want them back, we want to be accepted, and we convince ourselves that we are in love because we are striving so much to be accepted after they've listed all of our downfalls. So if you're one that is in a highly critical, criticizing, tear you down type of relationship, just make sure that you are not confusing, I'm in love with them with, I want badly to be accepted by them. Because that is something that they do on purpose to keep you on the treadmill of continually putting your attention on them to be better and to be accepted. And when your attention is that much on, sub on someone or something, you may perceive it that you're in love with it. So don't get the addiction or the wanting to be accepted mixed up with the love feeling. Um, another one of the things that toxic people do 
they tell you that no one will ever want you. No one will ever love you like they do, which changes your view of yourself. You know, it, it makes you settle for an unhealthy relationship because it makes you feel like they are sacrificing themselves to be with you and you should thank your lucky stars that they love you like you that like they do because nobody else ever would. So immediately that makes you feel like, well, if they love me that much and nobody else is going to love me, then this must be the one for me and I'm in love with them. One of the other things that sometimes gets us a little mixed up with the feeling of love is they feed you just enough attention that you remember only the good times. And they re- you remember the times that you felt loved and that you felt needed. And, and, you know, those times that you felt that, if the person is really indeed toxic, they were probably after something. They probably needed something from you. Because toxic people don't dish out much affection unless they're looking for something in return. So you tend to remember the good times. You tend to remember the times that were happy because who wants to remember the times that you were hurt? So if you're going to decide off of your memories, if you're in love with this person or not, you're going to automatically stuff down the painful ones and bring to the surface the ones that made you feel good. It's human nature. So just giving you enough attention to keep you dangling there on the end of a string may be enough to make you feel like you're in love because you're going to forget the painful parts. The next thing that may make you feel like you're in love with somebody who's not healthy for you is you cannot stand the thought of seeing them or hearing that they're with somebody else. The heartbreak is way too much. So you reevaluate your feelings and you settle on love. Okay. Now, This is something I have said before, whether I've said it on the podcast, I don't know, but a ring is not going to change a toxic relationship. A baby is not going to change a toxic relationship and a threesome is not going to fix a toxic relationship either. So do not mix up love with settling. Do not allow yourself to believe it is all you deserve. Toxic people love conditionally. They love you if you do this. They love you if you do that. They love you if you look like this. If you make them feel good. If you show off, show them off in front of people. If you admire them. But if you do something that they disagree with, what does a toxic person do? They pull their love away, right? That's not how you love Most people that are involved with toxic people are really sincerely looking for an intimate relationship where there is emotion involved. Toxic people are not. They don't do emotion. So what they'll do is they will discard you very quickly when they need attention from somebody else. They could be in the love stage and find somebody else who's giving them attention and they will completely block you, ignore you, break up with you, get rid of you, walk out on you, or completely just disappear, which is immensely heartbreaking for somebody who feels like, feels like they're in love, right? But what happens is immediately you will convince yourself that that was love and that you just lost it. When they say stuff like, well, you're crazy, 
you're going off the deep end, you're jealous, you smother me, you didn't do this correctly, you didn't do that correctly, I wish you were more like this or I wish you were more like that, what does that do to us? It immediately makes us feel like we need to get them back. And to do so, we need to fix all of those things that they just mentioned were not enough, right? So we work very hard on fixing everything so that when they come back, we can prove to them how much we love them and how hard you will work at providing for them and proving how much they mean to you, okay? They have that strategically planned because when they block you, call you crazy, tell you that this breakup is your fault and they move on so they can get attention somewhere else, they know 100% that you are not moving on. You are sitting at home heartbroken with 100% of your attention on them trying to figure out why you are in love with somebody who is not healthy for you. So they're not worried you're going anywhere because they've convinced you that it was your fault and the breakup had something to do with you. So now you're on the treadmill of acceptance trying to fix everything so that when they come back you can prove to them how much you love them because you're not going to you're not going to let the next breakup be your fault. And the sad thing about that is they'll just do it again. It sets it up for the same exact cycle. <clears throat> they have permission to be out doing whatever it is that they want while you're over here wallowing in self-pity until they're, a needy, till they're needing your attention again and they reach out. What did we do? We promised to try harder, to love more, to sacrifice more, and they agreed. They're like, okay. I'll give you another chance. And it's only until their attention gets drawn away once again to somebody else and the cycle starts over. So they set you up to make it look like they're giving you another chance when really it's you giving them another chance. But they use this flip the switch type of manipulation to make you feel like you caused the breakup and that you are all this dramatic and all not enough and somebody is so much better than you and if you want them, you better fix yourself and prove it. So they know now they're over here getting attention from this person and you're at home giving them all of your attention and trying to figure out how you're going to be better for them the next time they show up. So does any of this sound like love to you? I mean, not to me, but I will tell you one time it did. But now that I have experienced a real committed, respectful love, what I just described to you and what I lived through does not resemble love at all. Now, again, I'm not sitting here telling you you don't love somebody or somebody doesn't love you because everybody has their own way of loving people. I just know that it wasn't the love I was looking for and what I have now is the love that I was always looking for. Because what I had before was this warped, strange, non-committed, very toxic, dirty, yucky feeling. And to me, all of your dreams of love shouldn't be that yucky feeling. So now that I've experienced it, it's very, very clear to me what a healthy relationship looks like and what an unhealthy relationship looks like. 
it's more difficult for somebody who is raised in a toxic environment and has watched a tox watched toxic parents raise them because you don't know the difference. So if you've never experienced true love, which we're going to talk about in just a second, it's not your fault. It's just that we push down the things that are bad. We remember the things that are good. And if that's all we know about the feeling of love, that's all you know. But what I will tell you is some of the things that go along with real love is it's effortless. This was the first thing that I could not believe in my new relationship. There was no work. There was no struggle. There was no trying to please. And I remember exhausting myself trying to make other relationships work. And when I found this relationship, there just isn't a ton of work. So are you working overtime to make a relationship work? Are you working overtime to make them happy? Are you exhausting yourself and loving so hard that it's wearing you out? Because a true loving reciprocating relationship is effortless. Not that there's not disagreements and not that there's not speed bumps because there is. But you shouldn't have to work so hard to prove to somebody that you're good enough and that you love them and that you deserve their love back. Another thing that a healthy relationship has is mutual respect. You watch out for the other person. You defend the other person. You stand beside the other person. You support the other person. We don't throw each other under the bus. We don't backstab each other. We don't set each other up to fail. We don't call each other names. We don't belittle. We don't criticize. It is a mutual respect because you're in love. And the last thing you want to do is hurt the person that you're in love with. In a healthy relationship, there is acceptance for who you are, and they don't ask you to change. Now, I know when you're in a toxic relationship, we want the toxic person to change. We hope that it gets better. We stay just, you know, watching and waiting and thinking about the day that things are going to get better. But do you like it when somebody asks you to change something about you? You know, I say this all the time, toxic people treat us badly, but toxic people aren't always bad people. So you can't really ask a toxic person to change if that's who they are, right? Because you wouldn't want somebody to ask you to change. It's acceptance. So if you are in a toxic environment and you plan on staying there, accept people for who they are, not the way you want them to be because it's not fair for us to ask them to change. You wouldn't want somebody to ask you to change. But in a good, healthy relationship, the acceptance is there. You understand your per each other's personality. You respect each other's personality. There's quirks. There's things that bug you, yes. But it's not going to be a deal breaker because you don't let it be a deal breaker. If you love the person, you accept them. Not that you don't have things to work on and communication, but acceptance is a huge deal and in a toxic relationship there is none because they want you to continue to feel like they're not going to accept you if you don't keep working at it 
Healthy relationships are void of selflessness. The other person is thought of first, you know, and when I teach priority me, I'm like, think of yourself first. Or when we're getting out of toxic relationships, I always say, you have to think about yourself. We, we as good, caring, loving, empathetic people, we already are good about putting other people first, but in a, in a healthy relationship, You all have selfless qualities, and those are the things you present into the relationship. There's not selfishness in the relationship. There's sharing in the relationship. Trust, obviously. I think what goes hand in hand with trust in a healthy relationship is the feeling of safety, the feeling of being in a safe place, the feeling of being able to be vulnerable and being able to be exposed without the threat of danger. And in a healthy relationship, there is a feeling of safety. There is a feeling of trust because you don't have to be on guard to protect yourself from the person who supposedly loves you's backlashes and name callings and criticisms. That doesn't happen in a healthy relationship. In a healthy relationship, there is healing. When you're hurting, who do you go to? Okay, when you're in a toxic relationship and you're hurting, you certainly don't go to your significant other because chances are, if you're hurting, it's because of your significant other, right? In a healthy relationship, there's healing. That person should be the one that you go to when you're hurting, regardless of what caused the hurt. They're going to be there for you. They're going to be your safety. They're your trusting support system. The other thing you see in a healthy relationship is you see growth. I did not see growth in my toxic relationships at all. Three years later, I was right where I started. Five years later, right where I started. Eight years later, right where I started. The relationship never grew. I just continued to try harder, to try harder, to try harder, and wore myself completely out. In a healthy relationship, you grow together, and then you grow forward. You as a couple grow into your relationship. You make the safe place safer. You make the trustworthy place more trustworthy. In a healthy relationship, there is companionship. You are side by side through thick and thin. And in a toxic relationship, you might be standing side by side, but you're elbow nudging each other all the way. You pit each other against each other. There's not companionship because there's always competition. And there's always one person that's controlling and one person that is trying to be accepted. Communication is huge in a healthy relationship and communication is not huge in a toxic relationship. A toxic person will accuse you of not being a good communicator. So you will spend years trying to figure out exactly how to word things, how to express things and how to present subjects to them that need to be discussed because otherwise you will be labeled as a bad communicator. Now, the trick with there is we all know toxic people like to lie. They like to fib. They like to tell half truths. They like to omit certain things. And they like to tell you your memory's bad and that you never listen. So there's nothing that's easy communicated with a toxic person in a healthy relationship. Sometimes you have to work on communication and sometimes that just goes with growing. But there is always an attempt at communication. In a toxic relationship, what happens? Oh, silent treatment. Yeah, that's good communication, isn't it? 
now that I know better, I enjoy the silent treatment if I'd ever get it again. But uh, in a healthy relationship, there is no fear. Where there is love, there is no fear. You don't have to be fearful of them if they're upset. You don't have to be fearful that you make them mad. You don't have to be fearful for your safety or for your emotional well-being when you are in a toxic relationship. There's no fear of commitment when you're in a healthy relationship. Um, You don't have to worry. If you make a mistake, it's okay. I remember making mistakes in one of my toxic relationships and it made you not want to go home because of the fear it induced of what was going to happen when you had to reveal your mistake. And I think the biggest thing in a healthy relationship is freedom. Freedom brings you closer to your real selves and the security in self-acceptance. The only way to be truly in love is to also feel free. Love makes you free. Love does not make you feel trapped. So we find true love by being ourselves. And if you can be your true self, that's probably a pretty good relationship. It's not found by chasing someone who does not want to be caught. You will not find love chasing somebody who was who does not want to be caught. Love comes when you love yourself and it comes when you're least expecting it. When you love yourself, accepting yourself and being grateful, that's when love is going to show up. And to find real true love, you have to believe that you deserve it. And when you're coming out of the shitstorm of a toxic relationship and your self-worth is in the tank and your self-confidence is in the tank, or you've been raised in an environment that you never did anything right or you could never do anything good enough, you have to find true love and you have to find it in yourself. Truly love yourself first and know that you're deserving of someone else truly loving you also. When you believe you're lovable, you will be loved. And the first step starts with loving yourself. And I know it's, it sounds like, um, you know, I'm on this self-love rally, but learning to like myself was a chore. You know, it was a long haul for me to accept who I was, accept what I looked like, accept my personality and dig deep and find the old me that had been so far buried when I was living in that awfully unhealthy environment. Loving yourself and accepting yourself and knowing that you deserve the best is going to result in others loving you as well. It's going to result in good people attracting to you because they won't be able to help themselves. They will want to be by you if you're confident and you are accepting of yourself. Good people are just going to show up. So when we talk about the question that came in is why am I in love with somebody who I know, who I know is not good for me? I really want you to think about these things that I talked about. Make the list that I gave you at the beginning, which is why do I feel like I'm in love and Why do I feel like they're not good for me? After you get that list, I want you to answer. If I stay in this relationship or go back to this relationship because I'm in love, if they don't change and they continue to be not good for me, can I live like that for the rest of my life? Then as you go through the list of um, things that, that really show up 
in a healthy relationship? Go through the relationship that you're thinking about and asking yourself about right now. Do those things resemble the relationship you're in? Because if they don't, you might be mixing love up with acceptance. And that's very dangerous because when we do that, we tend to settle for something less than we deserve. So I hope this answered a few questions on the why am I in love with somebody who is not good for me. Um, If you have any more, message them in. And again, I love getting ideas for podcast topics. This one was a great one, and I think it's really going to help a few people out. So thanks for listening, and I will talk to you all soon. Thank you for listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. If your life is being affected by a toxic relationship, visit coachingwithdrheidi.com and take our free toxicity profile analysis or schedule a personalized consultation with Dr. Heidi. You can also follow us on Instagram at coachingwithdrheidi or join our private Facebook group at Strength Within. Take your first step to freedom today. And remember, it's not normal, it's toxic.